The nightmares are getting progressively worse. It's almost impossible to go a full sleep cycle without waking myself up with a gasped scream as I pull myself out of memories of the sea caves and the omnipresent song. Every time I wake up, I check the watch reflexively, a little tick that reassures me that I'm not actually in the sea caves. I didn't have my wristwatch there. While the dark and light cycles continue to feel out of sync with what I expect, sometimes too long, sometimes too short, the time on the watch seems to line up pretty accurately. They turn the lights on at 6.30 a.m. and turn them off at 10.30 p.m. Eight hours of darkness, 16 hours of light. And if the cycles sometimes feel janky, I chalk that up to the weird time dilation that happens when I've nothing better to do than stare at a wall for hours. It's five days later when the knock comes, and I startle out of my thoughts. Just a minute! I hurry into the bathroom and take the watch off, stashing it behind the toilet. If they knew I'd gotten my hands on this, they'd probably take it away, and knowing the time is helping me keep the last strands of my sanity right now. The uniformed guard guides you to the interrogation room. The door is again open and the familiar red light is pouring out. It seems to welcome you in a strange, comforting way. On the table rests a plate that is covered with a very large Denver-style omelet with Monterey Jack cheese and red pepper. You've also been given the luxury of cutlery. Your mug of steaming coffee beckons you like a siren's call. Good morning, Redacted. Hope you've slept well. I'm glad you chose to return today to continue. Yesterday, you were looking quite tired, and I can imagine you're quite hungry. I hope this is satisfactory. I pause behind my chair, frowning. Yesterday? I have to fight back the urge to look at my naked wrist. I thought, hasn't it been a few days? I was sure the watch backed me up on that, but... Yes, yesterday. I really hope you got enough sleep last night. Uh, are you okay to continue? I... I must have messed the days up somehow. No idea how, given how often I've been dreaming. But I also haven't seen the open sky in fuck only knows how long. Shaking my head slightly, I sit down and pick up the fork. Yes, I should be, if it's alright that I'm a bit rude and eat while I'm talking. I feel like I should be hungrier, especially since I haven't been eating much, but at least this is something I can eat without feeling nauseated. As long as he stays out of my head. Oh no, Sammy. I'm with you always. Always. G-Man casts you a million-dollar smile and nods in agreement. So Arcel gathered and laid out plans. Tell me, how did those plans go? I stared down at the plate, my stomach turning over painfully. What the hell is he doing in my head after all these years? I swallow hard and mechanically cut off a bite of egg. The best-laid plans of mice and men gang after Glay, and at the end of the day, there was only so much we could prepare for. But we did our best, regardless. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, they were tending to their wounds, as there was a bar brawl at Sonny's against those Breckenridge fellows that happened to uh, come in and stir up trouble. 
Some uh, bad news had come across to everyone, or not necessarily bad news, but just news. Most notably, the information about Benthic with Quinn's sister, and everyone just figuring things out. It's Friday night. There was an invitation to meet Father Saturday in Mustang. Everyone is about ready to go to bed. They're nursing their wounds. Hit points have been healed from the, the bar brawl. We begin things with everyone getting ready to go to bed. What is everyone doing this evening? Are we going to wait for evening to go over to Mustang, or should we try to get there early? Remind me, did we have like a time or even a time of day that we were supposed to meet Father? No. Evening, I believe. Yeah, they just said evening. But we don't know where or precisely when. I suspect we will find out more as we get closer to. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if a message got to us one way or the other. I don't see a reason to go early, to be honest. Like, there's nothing to investigate unless we wanted to try to sneak into the theater. (laughs) Given that Eric was so freaked out about the theater, I suspect that might be where we're going to be going. Right. That seems like a large enough place and the center of the town where that sort of meeting with Father might happen. Some sort of ritualistic site, at a guess. So someone needs to say this, but you realize that this is either a trap or something less subtle that we're just going to be walking into a terrible situation. Yeah, do we need any supplies? What I need is a clear line of sight and elevation, but there isn't any into the theater. Brewster. That's my name. Well, it's not, but it's what we call you. Better than other things I've been called, but go on. Fair. I think that tomorrow is going to probably be the culmination of this investigation and when we find out what strings we've been pulling on and who was directly responsible for what happened at the Abril House. Do you see where I'm going with this? I see that look on your face. The question is whether you want me to tell Ortega to be ready, or to tell Ortega to come with us. I think we split the difference. Ortega flies drones. If she can get something small, something that won't make a lot of noise, we can start getting eyes in the town early. Well, there's Ortega, and there's another 13 people who will also want to come in. Yes. And there is a location that should be empty during the day that is very close by. Okay, I'm done. The medicine annex? Well, empty and burned. uh, Yeah, yeah. It is a good spot to stage Marines. And it is a good spot for Ortega to set up with a screen and fly a drone in there and start getting eyes. And then we head in. And A... She'll be able to see a lot of what's going on. B, she'll be very close by if we run it up the flagpole and say, we need help. And I have a terrible feeling that we're going to need that help. I'll get in contact tonight and see what she can give us. All right. And with that, I'm not going to make another snarky remark. I'm just going to stand up and walk out of the room, pulling out my phone. Well, I guess we should all try to get a good night's sleep. What time is it right now? About 10.30, 11. Yeah, Quinn will probably just take a shower and then try to go to bed to get whatever sleep she can. Rooster, are you making a telephone call or are you texting? I'm going to call her to make sure it gets through. I'm already pulling up the number, walk into the room, and hit send immediately. 
she picks up pretty quickly. Hey, hot dog, what's going on? Sober up, I have news. Have to talk to you face to face. Ooh, that first part's gonna be fucking rough. Can you and the team be ready tomorrow night? Yeah, we can be ready by morning, just not right now. Do we need a roll? We need you for tomorrow. Where are you? I need to talk to you face to face. Um, I'm at my place, but I'm on the other side of town and I'm in no shape to drive. That's fine. I'll come to you. Give me an address. Okay. She provides you with the address and it's clear across the other side of town. She does not live on base. ETA 15. Be ready for me. All right. Sounds good. Click. And I go knock on the door of Rowan's room again. I will peek out the peephole first because I don't like being caught by surprise and see it's him. Open the door. Hey, what's up? She's in no state to drive. I need to talk to her face to face. I'm going to her place to talk. Okay. Do you want me to come with you or do you want to do this on your own? No, our buddy system. All right. Let me let me get my shoes on again. You need rest and want to send someone else or are you coming? I'm too restless to sleep right now. Let's do it. Let's go. And I'll step back into the room, close the door quickly, because I had already gotten dressed for bed. So I quickly change into something not official, but comfortable. Put my shoes on, putting my glasses on as I walk out into the, the hallway. All right, let's do this. Which vehicle are you taking? The less descript one? The rental. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, if it's the rental, I guess I should just say the disposable one. <laughs> All right. So yeah, head down to the car. Climb into the passenger seat. Close the door. How far is she? Cross town. 15. Okay, not bad. I turn on the car. White Stripe 7 Nation Army comes on and hit the road at a speed that isn't going to get us pulled over, but may or may not technically be legal. Eh, Rowan has her badge in her pocket. She never leaves the room without it and her gun. So the moon is nearly new. It's just coming out of the new moon, so there's not a whole lot of light. But the sky itself is clear. It's a gorgeous night, and you're traveling through a desert town in the middle of the night. It's fairly cool. Most likely your windows are down. There is a weird peacefulness to your unease. You know something's coming. It's right around the corner, but you don't know what it is. You get to the address, and it's a small stucco home, similar to all of those that you find in the southwest in a small uh, development. Not unlike the Abril House. I check to see if it has the Shangri-La thing over the door. It does not. Okay, so that can be like, okay, well. Is, uh, did you ask if her boyfriend was here? No. Ah, well, this might get entertaining. Whatever. I pick up the phone and I call her again and say, we're outside. Uh, all right, I'll be right out. Give me a second. I hop out, light a cigarette, because the nicotine is helpful in my mood right now. I'll get out as well and sit leaning. I'll stand leaning against the hood of the car. She walks out. She's wearing basketball shorts and a pair of slip-ons, an oversized t-shirt. So, oh, both of you. Well, we're not moving around individually right now. Makes sense. What's going on? We have gotten to a point where we think that things are going to come to a head very quickly. And Rowan's actually going to take her glasses off because it is outside and dim. And just, you know, look her in the eye. What we may need to do is very extra legal. That sounds like a fancy word for saying illegal. Yes. She smiles. Go on. 
we're getting to the point where all the threads are leading one direction. We're going to be confronting it tomorrow. We need backup. And hopefully, we need drone recon first. Okay. All right. Um, are we talking like, like large drone or are we talking small drone? The smallest that you can get up there with a good camera. All right. Um, where, how far away from the team do I need to be? How close can I get? So the situation is going to be in Mustang. Okay. Most likely the theater. It's not a big area, but downtown at least. She pulls up her phone and, and opens up Google Maps and brings up the map of Mustang. And she's like, this place. And she points at the theater. Yeah, that one. Our thought is that you and your team... You can stage at the Medicine Annex. And I reach over, swipe over, and point where it is. It's burned out. It's going to be abandoned right now. Okay. Well, not right now. People tend to be there at night. But during the day when we would need you to get set up, it should be abandoned. Our meeting is for evening. We don't have an exact time, but we can work with you in whatever you're able to bring. All right. I can definitely get a drone there and get some maneuverability because it's only about a half a kilometer away. It's still a bit of a distance and we could hump it in pretty easy if we have to move quick from there. But you will have a couple minutes because we will have to get there. Of course. That's fine. And we have radios. We can provide you with one of them so you can have an open line with us. Oh, okay. I'll play with your toys. They're not as pretty as military toys, but they'll do. It's okay. I'm talking to Sodi next. I can probably get better ones. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, we could do that. When when do you want us to uh, to wheel up? Probably late morning. We know that our meeting is sometime in the evening. We don't know when exactly, but starting to get eyes into Mustang and maybe even into the theater, if you can find a way to get a drone in there, would be ideal. I've been trying to get in, but it's too central and too exposed for me to get in personally. Okay. Cookie and Puzia might not come with us, so we're going to probably have them hang back and not, not let them know, because... Plausible deniability. Good. Yeah, that word. Ortega, I need to tell you something that will stay between us. Okay. Since you're our point person on this, and you're going to be the one with eyes in there. There might be some very weird things that happen. Weird in the sense of... Uh, cults? Uh, you ever watch the Indiana Jones movies? Yes, is somebody's face going to melt off? Maybe. Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> but do you remember the one with the crazy cult? You know, Kali Ma and all that bullshit? It ripped his fucking heart out, and it was still beating. And she turns her head and looks at you like, Okay, that's some weird shit. Might not be that exactly, but don't be surprised when things you won't be able to explain to other people go down. Okay. Alright, this... Alright. We're bringing you into this because Redacted here trusts you, and that goes a long way with me. She punches a rooster in the shoulder. Oh, you trust me. He doesn't react at all. He's stone-faced. And she kind of recognizes that and kind of straightens up a little bit, loses a little bit of the jocularity in her voice or her stance as well. Let's make no mistake about it. We're bringing you in on things that could get you in very serious trouble. It's also things that need to be done. You know that I will do the things that need to be done, even if they get me in trouble. And that's why I came to you. And I hand her a folded index card. Mm -hmm. I just hand it to her. She opens it up. It's got a triangle and green marker on it. Back in Nam, they used to give badges. This is the 
It's what I can give you. Uh, consider yourself read in. All right. Okay. And if you want more of an explanation after whatever happens tomorrow, we may be able to provide that. Also, if you want to forget whatever happens tomorrow, I understand. Let's just hope that we send the uh, the drone up just on a training trip and nothing happens. And we get some nice pictures of a tiny little shithole town in southwestern Arizona. That would be nice. Don't plan for that. Because if I've learned anything doing these kinds of missions, it's that the worst thing is going to happen. Roger. I hand her a prepaid cell phone and say, the numbers are in there already. Use this. All right. Is this the ears that we're going to use tomorrow? Or are we going to talk about it tomorrow? We'll see what Sodi can get us. Okay. She starts to type away on her phone. You assume that she's texting the other members of the team that they all have to get up early. I'll clap her on, on the shoulder and be like, I cannot begin to tell you how thankful I am to have you here. She nods. Well, well, we'll, we'll figure out what's going to happen tomorrow. Hopefully it's nothing. But hey, that's what we're here for. we got to protect our own. Leave no Marine behind. Hoorah. Hoorah. All right, get some rest, Ortega. We'll see you tomorrow. Screen wipe back to the hotel. It's about midnight. River... You are having trouble falling to sleep, and your phone rings. It's Jennifer. Pick that up. Oh my god! I don't know where she's at. I can't find her. I don't know where or what's going on. She went off with the chaperone, and now they're gone. Redacted, what, what's going on? Where do they take her? What, what happened exactly? She went, to, she went to one of the program things, and then at the end, they had this... They had a they had a get together, and now the chaperone doesn't know where she's at. She's nowhere in the hotel. I can't find Katie at all. Did she have her phone? Yeah, she should. She's not answering. I've texted her a bunch of times. Does this have anything to do with what you were talking about yesterday? I hope not. Oh, oh shit! I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. We've gone through the whole. Have you tried to find the phone feature? Uh. How, how do I do that? Yeah, I'll do it myself. Okay. It's actually in transit. It shows that she is in El Centro, California. Yeah. Okay, you stay where you are and... What do you mean just stay where I am? What I, I need to take... Where's our little girl? No, you need to stay safe. Okay. Should I call the police? I'll take care of it. Okay. Um, I have the hotel looking for her as well. Um, I don't, I don't know what to do. Somebody took our baby. We'll get her back. How are you so fucking calm? I'm calm because there's a chance I might be able to do something about it. Okay. Do something about it, damn it. I will. I will do something right now. Okay. Um, I don't, what, sh what should I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Just stay with a friend. I don't have any friends here. We're at the goddamn the, the science fair. I know like three people. I know a teacher. And I'm pretty sure that he should be on a list somewhere. I don't want you to come here. I, I, I don't know. Just stay where you are. I'll, I'll be in touch as soon as I think I know something. Okay, please do. Please do. Please do. Please do. I don't know what to do. I, I know. We'll take care of this. Promise? Yes. Okay, find our baby. I will. 
I I need I need to hang up now and get things moving. Okay. All right. And I disconnect and immediately call Rowan. Rowan, your phone rings while you guys are getting back into the car after meeting with Ortega. Right immediately, I'm like, who the fuck is calling me this late? And pull my phone out of my pocket and look at Rooster and go, it's River. And immediately answer it and put it on speaker. What's going on? You got those Marines ready? Tomorrow? What's going on? No, now. They have my daughter. Where? They're, looks like they're in El Centro now. I pull out my phone and figure out where that is. Where was where she supposed to be? Palm Springs. We're going to wait 10 minutes, see if she's moved. Wait, how are you tracking her? Are you using a phone? Yeah. We wait 10 minutes and see if she's moving, because El Centro's on the way to, to Yuma. Yeah, I noticed that myself. And there's no reason to mobilize out if they're bringing her here. The squad is post-wake right now. They're not going to be able to move. Shit. We'll get her. Chances are very good this is tied into our meeting tomorrow. 10 minutes, check again. See if she's moved. I'm not, like, gonna let them keep her for a full day. We need to know what's going on first, then we make a mission plan. Believe me, River, if anyone, if anyone agrees with you about not leaving a little girl in that cult's hands, it's me. We're going to get her back, I swear to you. Yeah, okay. Are you heading back? Yes. Okay. One stop, then we'll be back. Stay in touch. Let us know if you have anything new. Your phone vibrates with the text message, River. Yeah. It's Katie. River, what was that? It says, don't worry, she's in good hands. Meet me at Don and Mustang if you want to see her again. River? It's from them. They, they say to meet at Don and Mustang. Did they say where in Mustang? It's not big, but there are multiple places. No. All right, then we meet them at Dawn. Or a little bit before, perhaps. All right. I've got a stop and I've some calls to make. Keep an eye on that phone. Let us know if they send you any other text messages. I will. All right, we should be back pretty soon. What are you doing, River? Just watching the phone. It seems like it's taking an eternity. And a minute passes. Two minutes pass. Three minutes pass. It feels like it's hours. And the find my phone moves. It's actually moving at a pretty good clip. It looks like they're now on Route 8, heading east. I want to check the distance and get an estimate of how long it will take to get there, get here. About an hour and 20, hour and a half. I'm going to text Rowan and say they're moving east. Okay, I will relay that to Rooster and then pull up Quinn's phone number and call her. I think she had gotten to sleep, and so the the phone kind of jolts her awake. And her first instinct is it might, must be her sister, but then she sees the number, probably recognizes at this point as Rowan's, and groggily says, Hello? Sorry to wake you up. River's daughter's been kidnapped. Wait, what? Yes. By them? He got a text message from her phone from them saying that she's going to be in Mustang at dawn. God damn it. So we're going to need to be ready to roll out before dawn. Yeah, of course. Sorry to wake you, but didn't want to didn't want to wake you up first thing in the morning with that. I understand. Um, how do we prepare for this? 
Is she on speaker? Uh, yes. Lock and load. Got it. I think, you know, in the past, Quinn has been very hesitant about the ammunition and going in hot, but because it's River's daughter, she is right there. She's ready. Yes, be be ready to walk into a combat situation mentally as well as physically. This is, I think we were right earlier to say that we're, we are walking into a trap, and it's a trap that's been very well laid with the best bait. Quinn just grits her teeth at that, the idea of using someone's daughter as bait. Yeah, believe me, I know. Um, as futile as I'm sure this is, try to get some rest. We'll see you in a few hours. So Quinn will hang up. She is pretty awake now, uh, so she's gonna <laughs> pop like as much melatonin as she thinks is, is safe <laughs> to try to get some sleep because she does want to be at the best she can be when she wakes up and she'll set her alarm. River, you notice that the phone stopped moving outside of on Route 8, very near the Mexican border. I'm just going to keep watching. It doesn't seem to move. You're willing it to move, but it's just not going anywhere. While you're doing that, Rooster and Rowan, where are you going? What are you doing? How are you doing it? That's a great question. Where are we going? I pull up at another house that Rowan hasn't seen before. Hop out go stay here be right back and i walk into sodi's backyard go into the shed i get the sniper rifle now i'm doing math but i want to get two more assault rifles and i'm not really trusting anyone else with anything heavier than that and i've got three grenades myself and by trusting anyone i don't mean the characters as much as your stats I'm thinking that also just maneuverability in the situation we're going to be, I'm fine with that. But yeah, grab those, come back out carrying long weapons boxes. You want help carrying anything? Anything specific you want? Not unless she's got some armor piercers in there. Does she have armor piercers in there? Didn't think so. I am most comfortable with it with my pistol, especially since I suspect this is going to be close range. Well, I have carbines and the shotguns to at least have one long weapon with you. Fair. Do you have any forty-five ammo in there? Give me a second. That was going to be the second trip. I go back, come back with a couple of boxes. Said, got the forty-five in here, and I hand her a grenade. All right. Anything else? There's a lot else, but I think that's all that's going to happen right now. Call Ortega on the burner phone, see see if she can mobilize by dawn. Okay. If not, then we're on our own anyway. Makes sense. All right, and I will use the burner phone to call Ortega. She picks up Hot Dog. The other one, sorry. We have a situation. Things have gotten escalated. Can your team be ready to move at dawn? Uh, yeah, we can. we can be. One of our members' daughters has been kidnapped. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. Teenage girl. Wait, aren't you guys from California? Yeah, she was nearby for a school event. Coinkydinks and shit? Coinkydinks and shit. Fuck. Okay. So, we're we're going to be moving very quickly. We got a text message from her phone and her captors saying that they'll be in Mustang at dawn. Alright. Okay, well, we'll roll out right before dawn then. Thank you. You're welcome. Do we have a rendezvous point? Medicine Annex. Roger. All right. Medicine Annex. We will meet before dawn. 
500. 500 works. I'll wrap that up and hang up, toss the phone into the center console and just start loading more 45 into the the magazine that I have in the the gun at the moment with a mental note to load up when I get back to the hotel. But you only have three more magazines with you. No, she's got more in the box I gave her. Okay. And frankly, if I need more than four magazines worth of bullets, I'm in deep shit anyway. All right, let's get back to the hotel. Unless there's something else we need to pick up. We're not going to have time to get Sodi in the morning. We're, we're going to have to go as soon as 4.30 at the latest. Agreed. And look look at my watch. I'm not getting any sleep tonight. Do it anyway. An hour cat and apple help is worth it. I'll do my best. Do better. River's kid's on the line now. I am very well aware of what's on the line. Apologies. Not trying to... I know you know. That kid is in the same situation that I was in. And that is not someone that I would wish on my worst enemy, let alone a teenage girl. Don't worry. She won't be in that situation for long. I fucking hope not. She won't be. Thank you, Rooster. Sorry, I didn't mean to snap. It happens. I'll get over it. You guys make it back to the hotel. During this time, River, it has stopped moving outside the dunes. You've been watching for maybe a half an hour now. Probably about 15 minutes in, he's going to start putting on his full body armor and grabbing all his weapons and listening to see when he hears sounds in the hallway. You hear Rowan and Rooster walking down the hallway. I'll go out and, uh, okay, let's go. Status update. As I walk into the room and close the door. Phone stopped moving. They probably just threw it out the window. I figure they could be here in an hour, maybe less. We need to get out the Mustang right now. There's too many routes out there. We're not going to be able to intercept them. And they'll have it watched. We have backup if we wait till dawn. That's hours from now. Yes, it is. But if you want the best chance of getting her back, those are hours we have to wait. I get it. Believe me, I get it. But this is the time we have to be logical. We cannot go in hot. We cannot let our emotions run us. I know that's impossible to do, but we have to be smart because they've set everything up. No, we want to be smart. We don't play by their rules. We've already changed the game board by bringing in the Marines. And hopefully, they're not aware of that. The problem, River, is that we are dealing with an enemy that can apparently jump between people's minds. Anyone in Mustang could be his eyes. Which means that we are not going to take anyone by surprise. That is their territory. They know it inside and out. We do not. And if we go out there now, chances are very good that we will just get killed. And so will she. The other thing we have to keep in mind is they said for us to come there. They didn't demand anything. They didn't tell us what they want. Just that we have to be there, which means we don't know their motivations. We don't know what they're planning on doing, which means we don't have a way of working around it. All we know is a place. It's a shit situation, but we don't have another way around it, except that we're going to have to go in with our backup ready to go. Believe me, River, if there was any other answer that I could give you, I would give it. 
I want nothing more than to get in there and get that child. I don't like waiting. I don't like it at all, but it's two to one against me. Believe me when I tell you that the waiting's the hardest part. I need to be doing something right now. Here's what you do then. Go over your gear, go over your checklist, make sure everything's ready, and then double check it. It'll eat up the time, and you'll be focused on something else. Do it. Right, okay. I'm not gonna suggest you get any sleep, because I know that's not gonna happen. If you can get even a half hour, it'll help. Otherwise, I've got stuff for you to keep you going tomorrow. I'm gonna need it. We've got your back, River. Please don't try to go out there without us. I know parents. I know what my dad would do. If I had the keys to that other car, I might have been out there already. I know. But the best chance of getting your daughter back safely is going to be following a logical battle plan. As much as I fucking hate this. If it makes you feel any better, this is not the first nor the third hostage rescue I've been a part of. Do I want to know how they went? You'd like the answer. I'm good at what I do. Yes, you are. And so are the people I trust to come with me. Well, I guess I'll just have to hope we find a clean line of sight. Exactly. We'll see you in a few hours. Yeah. As we leave the room, I'm going to look at her and go make sure he doesn't leave. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure that I have all of the keys on me. Because I feel like River would happily try to pickpocket Rooster, but he might think twice about Rowan. So I make sure that I have all of the vehicle keys on me. And so I know that our rooms are set up two by two next to each other across the hall with two on one side of the hall and two on the other. Who's next to me? Rooster. Okay. Is River directly across from me or diagonally across from me? Directly across from you. Okay. Then I'm going to go into my room and prop the door open and then sit down at the desk and start going over my equipment where I can look and watch River's door. So River, what are you doing? River is going to to open up his laptop and bring up the manuals for his weapons and just step by step read through and do all the maintenance and and preparation things listed in there just get you know meticulously following the exact instructions you're going to get a plus 20 percent on a skill check when utilizing your items sometime tomorrow depending on your responses and how well you are keeping your shit together okay because that will be that will be front of mind it probably will be like a one and done type of uh, bonus for you but you have a little bit of an advantage now. You beat me to it, but I was going to immediately be doing the same thing, going through the checklist, making sure the sniper rifle is cleaned and ready since it's been stored in the desert, even though it's been in the case, and also checking the other, the new cardines. I need Rowan to roll a power roll. Ugh. Okay. What is my pal? Not good. But I rolled a 43 out of 45. All right. Close enough for the government work. You're able to stave off sleep. I wouldn't have said that you would have fallen asleep, but you're able to power through until, you know, later on. You're not tired. You haven't lost any willpower. River, right now, 
the adrenalines are going through your veins. You are hyper-focused. You are also not going to suffer any willpower. Rooster, you recognize that you need to catch a safety nap? Mm-hmm. And you're out. All of the training that you had of getting safety naps and relaxing kicks in and 60 minutes for the hour safety nap, you are not one second over. Yeah, Rooster is on now. And Quinn, your alarm goes off early. It's four o'clock in the morning. And she kind of immediately gets out of bed. She miraculously did get a little bit of sleep, but knowing what she needs to do, she's feeling pretty alert. And she also knows to put her body armor on and just really be prepared. Rooster goes and knocks on the door of the other three at 4.03 a.m. Rowan's door is already open, and you can see her sitting at the desk, just finishing loading a magazine and sets it down, looks up at you. I'll just look at her, put down a cup of coffee that I made in the room, and a no-dose pill in front of her, and without a word, turn around and walk back out. And without a single comment, I'll pick up the no-dose pill, swallow it, wash it down with coffee. Did either of the other two open their door yet? Yeah, Quinn would have opened hers pretty quickly after hearing the knock. She probably opened seeing you. What time are we heading out? ASAP. I can be ready soon. I'll hand her the same thing. I'll give her a cup of coffee I've already made. I go, this is no dose. Take it. Okay. You won't get tired. It's not caffeine. Okay. Quinn will, again... This is nothing's normal about this. She would normally question this, but she knows there's no time for that. And she will take the no dose, but she'll wash it out with some water. Yeah, and River opens the door very quickly, and he is again in his full body armor. He did take it off for a while because he lay down and closed his eyes for like, you know, five minutes at a time, checked his phone to see the time, and kind of repeated that a half dozen times. Brewster gives him pill. He goes, no dose, take it. I've got coffee in my room if you want. Didn't have enough hands to bring you one. I'll follow Brewster into his room. You walk in and after the catnap, the bed was made and the sniper rifle is in the case on the bed there along with the others. I hand him a cup of coffee and go, shotgun or carbine? Probably the shotgun. And I pop the no dose and drink a big gulp of coffee and then realize it was way too hot for that. As he's sputtering, I look at him and I go, we're getting her back. It's not an if. Do you understand me? Right. Do you understand me? We're getting her back. We're getting her back. Good. And I'm going to bring up my phone and and try try the location of Katie's phone one more time. It still hasn't moved. It's still outside the Imperial Dunes. All right, let's go. You guys head down to the RAV4. I'll pile in. You stow your gear. Yeah, Rowan is not in her full body armor because she wants to be more mobile than that will allow for, but she is wearing her her Kevlar with a light jacket over to conceal the kind of shocking number of magazines she has on her belt. Yeah, Quinn also only has the Kevlar vest. Rooster is wearing tactical armor, as is River. Yeah. So yeah, we're loading up and heading to the medicine annex to meet with Ortega and her squad. I want to call her from the car and check that they're inbound. She picks up. 
Hot dog. What's going on? We're inbound to the annex. All right. We're not that far out either. We're gathering up. We're going to wheels up here in just a few moments. We're not leaving from the base. We're leaving from uh, somebody's house. Who's in command today? What do you mean command? There's no command. We're just going out on a jaunt. Good answer. See you in 10. See you in 10. After that, he reaches for the radio and then puts his hand back down and kind of over his shoulder towards Rowan. I'm on my last Red Bull in the glove compartment. Hand it to me. Sure. I'll open it up, pop it open, hand it off. Oh, it's warm! Who cares? As you hand it to him, before he takes that first sip, you see that his hand is trembling. I'll glance at that and then look at him. I get it. You're not alone. We're here with you. I'm fucking freaked out too, but we're gonna do this. Without looking at her, looking straight ahead as he drives, he goes, I have no idea what you mean. Takes a long pull, puts it down in the cup holder. His hand is now perfectly steady. He reaches for the radio, and Bodies by Drowning Pool starts to play. And Rowan just smiles a little bit to herself. It's not a pleasant smile. It's a tight, wolfish little smile, where it's just like, I get you. And she's going to turn and like look out the window as they go, enjoying the stars before the hated Daystar comes up. Rooster, you know that conversation we had, was that just yesterday? Same rule still applies to me, but if any of those bastards looks at my daughter funny, blow his head off. I'll actually look over my shoulder at him for a second. I want to gauge his expression as he says that. Can you tell me more, River? What's his expression like? He is trying to look calm, but he is not calm at all. He's scared and angry and all the emotions at once. I'll look back at the drive because I am driving and I need to keep my eyes on the road. We're going to get her back. Come hell or high water. So you make it to the medical annex and you see that there are three SUVs here, all of different makes and models. And you see that there is a bunch of Marines hanging out dressed in tactical clothing, that, but not military tactical clothing. It looks like it's their own personal wardrobe. And you see them all just kind of relaxing. Ortega is sitting actually on the hood of one of the trucks and she's looking up and you could see that there is a small drone flying roughly 15 feet above her as she looks down into the control panel that she has, the remote control. And you guys arrive. Doors open. I'm going to hop out, walk over to Ortega, without even a hello or anything, just say, can you get eyes on target in the dark? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This has some cool stuff on it. Give me your phone. I hand her the burner. All right. This is connected to the internet. Good. And you see that she's messing around with it quite a bit, and she hands it back to you after a few moments, and you actually have a visual from what the recon drone is showing. What? They got an app for that? She nods. You'd be surprised. Doc, you doing okay? Yeah. Okay. Just double checking. This doesn't look like this is your your normal gig. No, it's not, but whatever needs to get done. And unlike the last time at the annex, she does seem a lot calmer and just determined. I got Cogswell up on top that has eyes. Um, He can see most of the town. It's going to be a pretty decent shot. Um, Obviously, it'll be much better come, come daylight. Nuke is up there with him as well, being eyes. Yeah, I'm going to be point on this. Not exactly my most comfortable position. All right. What about the rest? 
wait for your call. And they all, and all of them kind of like look over and nod. I'm going to pull up a picture of Katie on my phone and show it to Ortega and say, this is my daughter. She's in there somewhere. We need to get her out. They look at the picture that you of your daughter. Um, a couple of them take out their phones and actually take a picture of your phone, of the picture. This way they have it. They're like, all right, that's the objective. That is one that we keep upright. Rooster looks like he's about to say something and then just goes, I'm not one for speeches. You know your jobs. Thank you for this. Let's get her home. All right, Gunny. Hoorah. Hoorah. All right. The four of us are going to head that direction. I say looking at Rooster. On foot or in in the car? In the car. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't want to show up tired. We'll show up in the car because no reason not to. Probably park at about the same spot that we did last time so that we have close access, but can also not, maybe not get boxed in quite as easily. So I think you're going to park near the stationary? Wait a second. I just remembered. Before we left, I wanted to at least get Ortega on a radio. Oh, yes. On an open channel. All right. You're able to get everybody all set up on radio on comms. So everybody actually is talking to each other or listening. Mostly the Marines are listening to you guys at the moment. The only ones that have clearance to talk, either if something pops up or Cogswell up on the roof seeing something and uh, you guys out in the field or uh, calling out uh, information from the drone. All right, I'll take the phone that Ortega opened up the app on and I'll watch the drone while Rooster's driving. The drone right now is just focused on the car and it's moving toward the town. The drone itself does give off a little bit of noise. It is drowned out by the car so someone might hear it but it might also sound like a cicada you travel down first street in mustang and the lights of most of the homes are out there are some lights as you drive past the motel and drive past the cafe that's on the road there there are some lights there there are some that say open as you get into the corner of 6th Avenue and 1st Street, where you would make a left to turn into Mustang proper, the stationery store is on the right-hand side, and ahead of you, just a little bit up, maybe two blocks up, is where the theater is. You actually see that there are a bunch of people in the street here, and they're pushing and they're pulling, and they're pulling their neighbors and gathering their neighbors out in front of the theater. Some of them have weapons. They're pushing and pulling their neighbors out? Yes. It seems as though that some are not under the control of whomever is doing this. While we're still in the car, in the radio, I go, we have human shields. Eyes, do you have this? I see it. Rooster, give me an alertness roll. Thirteen. There's something in the road, across the road. Okay. A spike strip. Give me a drive roll. 27 of 42. You slam on the brakes. Everybody kind of gets launched forward a little bit as you stop yourself from driving over the spike strip. It's loud. A couple people turn and look at you, and a single gunshot rings in. Can we tell where the gunshot came from? No. Did it come towards the car? No. So someone just got spooked by the sound. And then another gunshot. And then more. And then the car gets hit. And the tire goes. Before that happened, I wanted to at least try and get the car sideways. Okay, I will let that happen. You get the car sideways, create a barrier. Everyone out, far side of the car. Use it for cover. 
Yep, got it. I'm out and already drawing my, my weapon and like looking to see if I can see where the gunshots are coming from. Within the crowd, they're not using them as shields. They're slaughtering them. You see more people coming down from between the houses, some of them with guns. One of them looks inside and swings at inside a window and they pull out a bloody machete as they swing out the window and they're laughing and you can hear them chanting. The chanting is growing louder. The mob is chanting, Aya Dagan Aya. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Laura Domingo, and I play Quinn. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 2 is based on the scenario Ex Oblivioni by Dennis Detweiler. If you like our story, there are many ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Victor Von B., Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, and Ben Warner. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe.